Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. I'm your host, Kia Orion. This is the show where we break down the top takeaways from the last week in subjects like business, health, and art, creativity, music, all that good stuff. Um, I'm a musician and a podcaster, and I uh, have a small case of laryngitis, so all of those things are true. Uh, I wanted to come talk to you guys a little bit this week. Uh, I took last week off because my mom came to visit in Thailand, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that, give you a life update, and then jump into the top takeaways this week, uh, which I thought were pretty uh, relevant and pertinent depending on you know what I'm going through in my own life and my own business, and maybe that's because those I'm kind of subconsciously or actively seeking these things out, but I think there are some really cool takeaways that y'all will appreciate too. But first things first, I like to bullshit about my life. And this is my show that I do every week. So fuck it. Uh, If you want to skip ahead, I'll have the timestamp when I jump into the more relevant takeaways and things of that nature from the show. But what's going on in Kia's life? Let's talk about it. So the first vertical, every week I talk about health, fitness, things of that nature. Uh, This last week, it wasn't super, I would still work out and do my thing, but because mom was here, the the health fitness thing was more like having outdoor adventures. I went and hiked Doi Sutep with mom. We went on some long bike rides. Uh, we went to see these these um, temples in the sky out in Lampang, Lampang. I'm not sure how you say it, something like that. Uh, so the fitness, health stuff, things are going good. Um, Feeling good, feeling healthy, still just, uh, the gyms don't hear open early enough, so I've just been swinging kettlebells and jumping rope on uh, the rooftop here in my apartment because uh, I don't know what it is. I got I got jaded in Vietnam, There, everything opens at like, you know, 6, 5, 6 a.m., so it worked for me, but here it's just on a different schedule. Also, uh, after mom came as well, she, you know, we went out to eat a lot, and man, there are some popping food spots that I hadn't been to much, and uh, we discovered some some delicious uh, food out here in Chiang Mai, which I already knew. But being in Vietnam, I love Vietnamese food too. But you know, pho, it, it's delicious, but it's different, man. These Thai curries are just—they got—they'll always have a place in my heart. So if you're looking for Thailand food recommendations, anything like that, holler at your boy. Um, when it comes to social. Uh, I have been trying to actively, I'm trying to be more active in that sort of romantic element. So that's go on more dates and, and put myself out there more in, in more of a romantic sense because I am so, right now I'm so, I'm having so much fun making music and building this kind of next element to the online biz that I realized if I don't make time for it, it's just not going to happen. It's strange. I think that's the difference. I was talking to a buddy about this the other day. In the States, I, you know, I would, it was just so easy. I think especially in places like New York that like things like online dating, you just like, like open the app and you're going to get like 56 matches. So you can have like two, three dates a week. Easy. It doesn't really take that much time. You just kind of go, oh, yeah, she's cute. Okay, cool. You like guacamole? Me too. Let's go for tacos. We're here. Maybe it's the beard. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because it's traveling. But like, and also in the States, I'm not sure what it was, but you just, I just encounter more like potential romantic partners. So, I, and this isn't, you know, 
I feel like I, I feel like I'm a cool dude, and I feel like you know, I look cool, but I, I understand I'm like not Brad Pitt, but you still you just like you just like encounter ladies more often that it just kind of then develops into something like I just didn't have to work for it. I think is the difference where here it's like almost I have to like make this. I have to like put time aside. I have to treat it like this podcast. I'm like, okay, I have to put time aside for dating, which I've just never had to do before. And so it's just been a strange thing trying to navigate that of being like, okay, this is my online dating time or being like, these are the nights when I'll try to go on a date where in the States, you just kind of like, you're like, yo, we, I met this girl with this thing and it was dope and asked her out. And so now we're hanging out. So just kind of different that sort of it's a different kind of personal vibe there but um you know we're uh diving into uncharted territories so that's been fun that's been interesting uh got rejected from a Thai girl so that was uh first which was cool as well um and as far as the music and biz goes this has been a, a really big pivot uh recently inspired by my buddy uh Ronnie who is kind of a partner in crime and we were, I, I was just talking to him the other day because we did a podcast. We did this podcast, which I'll hopefully uh, be able to put up next week or, or this week, depending on when it's finished. But uh, he was doing it for his group. Uh, he wanted to do the do kind of like a joint collaboration with the podcast. And then we just started talking business per usual. And he was kind of showing me behind the scenes of his and how much success he was having from his YouTube channel. And it just it dawned on me that like my YouTube... I've been doing the YouTube hustle for the beats, which is cool, but there's this whole other element to YouTube that's like, it's like a a search engine for like how to. And so I'm not sure why I haven't taken advantage of that yet, but that's something I'm going to really dive into more, which people have been doing for, I don't know, a decade now or more. And I'm a little bit late to the party, but I was like, dude, that sounds really fun. We set up, uh, he showed me his little setup. And so I got a webcam and I was like, I'd love to do some kind of on a more regular basis, m- music tutorials and life tutorials around everything. I think that's where I've, the disconnect has been was doing the online courses before. It was always like producer focused. And I felt like I was being pigeonholed into this like producer lane when I'm not trying to be a producer. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to be my own dude. I'm trying to be my own artist. I love production. I know a shitload about music production, but I also want to teach about people excuse me, teach people about like how to write songs and about melodies and recording vocals and mixing vocals and online music marketing and collaboration and like staying inspired. Just all this that goes into being a creative and an artist that's bigger than just like mixing any cues and like transit frequencies for drum kicks. So I think that's been a big pivot is realizing that they don't have to be mutually exclusive. I can still make this content I'm passionate about and and even courses in my future, I would love to make, I would still love to do online courses. I think the hard part was I just didn't, and the other one, I'd still have to put it as a premium course, but I was just spending too much time trying to sell it. And so maybe uh, getting more into the marketing side of things and utilizing some different tactics and strategies uh, around courses that could be fun in the future. Because I really enjoy teaching, um, but I also love doing my own art and realizing that they don't have to be like one or the other. Like I can use the songs I make every week as kind of a jumping off points for content or examples to do like walkthroughs and tutorials being like, here's the song I made. And then it's also content that's marketing for the tracks as well. 
which that was a big disconnect that I always I always had before where I was like I'm trying to build this beat business over here but I also am trying to like be my own artist over here and so I'm like I don't want customers I'm looking for more I guess fans of the music but that's something that recently I've been thinking more about is uh you know the whole no like and trust thing of like Joe Rogan I think is a great example where I don't no offense, Joe, if somehow, some way this you ever hear this, you're my hero. I don't really love Joe's comedy, but he's a comedian. But I love his podcast. I think he's an amazing commentator. I love his content. And so for me, thinking about that is just creating more entry points for folks that I'm not the best producer in the world. I'm not the best rapper. I think really where I, I can't sing for shit, but I just love doing all of those things. And I think just because I'm part robot, I think in... I'm just built on pure hustle and and work ethic that I think I'll be successful eventually just because I love the work so much. I'm just so in love with the process that it, it, it's that's the easy part for me. But like so in in this day and age, I think it's honestly art is so subjective that you don't have to be the best rapper blah 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 blah. Like you just have to be good enough and consistent and and do the work. So I'm like that's cool. That's the part I can do. Whether it takes one year, one day, 10 years, like I'm going to be doing this shit anyways, because that's what I do for fun. That's what I love to do. But then kind of utilizing that, that could tie into other parts of a business, uh, whether that is courses, whether that's the YouTube channel, whether, you know, who knows, maybe something I haven't even thought of yet, TikTok, whatever, where those kind of can become cyclical and kind of feed into each other where whether it's this podcast because I'm also into you know uh, personal development and business growth and stuff like that that maybe maybe there are people that just don't fuck with the music and they're like you know Kia like his music's whack but I like the other he has got a cool beard so I like when he talks about health and fitness so it's like this whole part of the the brand is overused but I guess just shit that I'm into like I'm into more stuff than just music and that they they the people that are fans over here of the health and fitness stuff might also dig the music so it's kind of this thing that I it's you know it's all a journey still figuring it out but uh, I was like man I would just like to make more content around shit that I'm interested in so the YouTube channel is going to be a, a new adventure a new endeavor making more videos and experimenting just because I love making the tunes but uh, trying to get creative with how to market them more and um, just offer no, you know, the point isn't to like beg people to listen to music. I want people to, I see the music as an asset because people need music, but then finding ways to, uh, I don't like trying to like pitch you to listen to my music. I'd rather like create stuff that's helpful or create some sort of content so that you're like, if you need music, you're like, okay, this is cool. And then you can use it. And you see it as an asset rather than me trying to like be like, bro, like listen to my SoundCloud link. Like nobody's about that. So that's Kia personally doing the damn thing. Uh, new cool things soon to come. But let's jump into the real rise, the real reason why you're here, which are the takeaways from this last week. So uh, if you're new to the show, I'm constantly learning and I love uh, listening to podcasts, watching video interviews. I'm just obsessed with with getting better and bettering myself and all you know personally spiritually the business wise socially physically and so i consume a lot of content and every week then i package it up with a nice pretty bow and give you the top takeaways that i got from that week so this week there were some huge ones um and um, the first one i'm going to start with uh 
comes from Ryan Holiday. So if you don't know Ryan, he's this amazing writer. He just released a book called Stillness is the Key, and he's doing the little podcast circuit. So I listened to a bunch of interviews with him, really dig what the type of time that he's on. And the big takeaway, which I think is kind of like the wave right now, is this idea of you know being mindful, but also kind of like appreciating the moment and um, not... I think we use busyness often as a uh, an escape, even in and of itself, of having to just like stop and think and listen. So that one, the big takeaway from all of this stuff is that like you are you working because you actually want to be working, and this is something that I, you know I struggle with as a workaholic myself, being like let um, let myself take a step back and just appreciate the moment. And he talks, he says we're human beings, not human doings, which I thought was clever. Um, and he drew, he draws a lot on stoicism, uh, like Marcus Aurelius, which he ties in here as well, of th- like control what you can control. So I can't, you can't control what other people think about you. You can't control the weather. There's so much you can't control that we often get bent out of shape about and feel almost like we're victims to, uh, so say you're stuck in traffic or something, rather than being like, man, I can't believe I'm stuck in traffic and there are all these people and they're in my way, thinking about it, being like, I'm stuck in traffic, there's nothing, like, I can't get these cars to move any faster, maybe I could have planned better, but I'm here now, so there's nothing that I can go back and redo, like, you're here, so learn the lesson and then hopefully next time you don't get stuck in traffic. This is something that I ties into the Buddhism, I think, a lot that I've been trying to implement, but really struggled a lot with my mom when she was here because there would be things I realized with listening when my mom was here kind of playing tour guide a bit that I really struggled to let go of. Like if one of the examples that I was telling her was like we were getting massages. So she was here. I was like, mom, you got to come to Thailand. The massages are popping. But because I'm used to Thai massage, and I'm a physical dude, I love it, right? I like when they ah, they hit you with that, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin elbow in the back. They're hitting you with knees. They're walking on your shit because that feels good to me. I realize I'm used to it. For mom, after like one or two, I should have gotten the message. I, I chalked it up to it that they were bad massage. I was like, mom. And for some reason, this is this is something where it kind of ties into this whole thing of letting go, is I couldn't, because I like time massages, for some reason, I felt like my mom needed to like them. And I think this goes uh, in a lot, a lot of, I find myself trying to like convince people of things because that's what I like, realizing like, it's okay if you don't like it. Like you don't have to, just because I like it doesn't mean you have to like it. And so on our last night here, um, we had planned to get massages and we go to this dope Thai uh, massage spot, shout out B, uh, she recommended it, called White Orchid. And... Obviously, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting the Thai massage. And my mom was like, my mom is the bomb. That's a bar. And so she she was also, she would want to make me happy. So she'd be like, well, how about, she'd be like, well, what about like an oil massage? And I'd be like, I'd be like, well, you can't come to Thailand and then like say you didn't get Thai massages. She'd be like, okay, okay. But like, also like, what about, she's like, what's this herbal massage? And I'd be like, mom, like blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I convinced her to get a Thai massage. It's our last night. And it's like just I can tell she's just like not having a good time and the therapist is like you know hitting her with the elbows my mom gets bruised from it and I was like I just need to listen better 
to when my you know when people say things being like okay just because that's what I want, it's not what you want. And I couldn't let that shit go. It, like, for some reason, it sounds so menial, but there, are, there were a lot of things like that where I realized this idea of letting go, what's outside your control, is something that I struggle with a lot. Certain things, I'm amazing at. The traffic example, that's when I'm like, we're in traffic, let's put on some Drake and like let's have a dance party. Other things, I think sometimes when it comes to my own life and personal decisions, uh, I've made romantic relationships in particular. Also, um, just like getting over, uh, you know, growing older and where you are in your career and just certain like silly stuff like that, that there like there are definitely fall into categories or certain things. This is something I, I realize I need to work on is like just letting go what's outside your control. Another takeaway from this one that he talks about around holidays, like people's how they perceive you. So if you like get a Lamborghini, you can't convince people you're cool. You, you might try because you buy a Lamborghini, but like you, you can't really, there's, you have no control over what people think of you. And this is one, this is one I find a lot easier. Like, cause it's fuck. I'm, I'm like, I'm just like unabashedly Kia, just like doing my damn thing. And it's like, if you don't fuck with it, that's cool. And so that one, I'm really easy to like go. It's like, you know, I'm over here in my corner making beats. I don't give a fuck if you, you know, you know, if you judge me for wearing the same clothes all the time, I'm a minimalist tip. But there are other aspects of life that letting go, I think, has been huge of what's inside your control, what's outside of it, and worry about what you can do about shit and like spend a lot less time worrying about what people think about you, trying to change people's perception about you, whatever you can't change, all that stuff. So, Learn to let go. Stillness is the key. Ryan Holiday, check that out. Uh, what that goes, what that also kind of ties into, uh, was there were a couple other great takeaways in kind of a similar field. From I had one interview I heard with Tim Ferriss, which I loved, and another one with this guy named Jason Freed, I believe is his name, and he's the founder and CEO of Basecamp. And um, in the Jason Freed interview, this was uh, on the the drive with Peter Atia. two big takeaways from this were, uh, what opportunities are you missing by saying yes? Which I thought was interesting. It's something I heard before, but need a refresher on that every time you agree to something, you're actually turning a thousand other things down. And so while we're, we're often, we want to be agreeable that you actually, it's, it's more beneficial. Saying yes is like a shotgun approach. This is what he's saying. That, Say someone invites you to go to a conference and you say yes because the potential, maybe you meet somebody cool there or you are able to network or there's something going on in that conference six months from now that there's a potential to maybe make it happen where no is like more surgical because no, uh, it's like very precise and you're like actively making the decision to say no and that you don't know where you're going to be in those six months. So six months from now, that's what, what he was saying is like, don't agree to shit that's super far away because your life might change or you might be interested in different things. Maybe it's harder to plan around. So this idea like in six months from now, who knows what you're going to be doing? In that moment, we want to be agreeable. But if you say no, what you're actually doing is you're not shooting down this one opportunity. When you say no, you're actually opening up a thousand other opportunities that might you might stumble upon or might be interested in when that time actually comes. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and another thing that Jason said, which I thought was, this is a little bit, uh, 
controversial, but he didn't believe in goal setting. And this actually really resonated with me because I'm, I'm in this constant like goal. I've got this uh, goal-oriented mindset, but also this kind of, even on the stillness is the key kind of living in the moment, trying to be more appreciative of the moment type shit. And I think this is where um, when it comes to, goal, it depends what you want to do. So if you're a power lifter, and you're competing, like it's important to set goals to hit those marks so that way you can um, make sure that you are reaching those numbers by the time you have your meet. But if you're not a power lifter um, or you're not, excuse me, or if you're not um, like running for a race, we often set these fitness goals, seeing how much everything ties back into Buddhism now, but you you, you make these goals that are like kind of arbitrary and then if you make them great, but if you don't make them, then you feel disappointed or unhappy. And the idea of the Buddhism that ties into this is that it's, we are often the, the own made, like we're the major source of our own pain. So this is even like with the letting go type shit, like that all, because we dwell on stuff that that's just self-inflicted pain that I think goal setting is often very self-inflicted pain because if you aren't running to be like an Olympian and you say you want to run a six minute mile and that day you run a six minute and six second mile, you didn't meet your goal. So you failed. And so you feel that like internal disappointment of being like, fuck, I didn't meet my goal. I didn't make it rather than thinking like, did I go on a run today? Did I enjoy the run today? Did I get exercise today? Was I outside today? Like, Am I building a healthy habit? There are like all these things and maybe that's just me being a softy and I'm sensitive. So I really like that idea of kind of seeing the glass half full kind of a uh, vibe when it comes to things like fitness or even like financial goals, whatever, that I think it's important. You don't just want to be flailing around. It's important to have direction. But that idea of like kind of self-imposed... Um, self-imposed arbitrary ideas that then your your outcome and your own self um self-perception is based off of of whether you meet them or not so that just really resonated with me because i like that idea of it being less about some arbitrary number and more about sort of having this general direction like i know i've got these big dreams big goals that i want to accomplish with the music but and and breaking those down into more like digestible, smaller things to meet, but at the same time, how can I do that and still appreciate the process of the kind of, you know, because I'm just such a process-oriented dude that those, I don't like the idea of like my, my whether I'm happy or not, or whether I'm disappointed or not for meeting something that is like, that I made for myself, it just doesn't make sense to me. So something to think about, think about your goals. Um, last one, Tim, this Tim Ferriss interview, I loved it. He said this quote, I'm going to say it off here because I don't want to fuck it up. He said, if you can't be happy with what you have, nothing you ever get will make you happy. I'm going to say that again. If you can't be happy with where you already are, what you already have, nothing you ever get will ever make you happy. And I loved this quote because I think this is a huge, even tying back into the goal setting just a huge uh, aspect of life that has increased my happiness. I used to, 
want to do all these different things with the music by this age and that age, blah, blah, blah. And realizing that I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and then I'll go travel. Okay. Once I do this and then I'll do that. And it was always a, if like, if this, then that idea rather than being like, you get one life, I might get hit by a bus tomorrow, bro. Like it's not about ending up somewhere that then brings you happiness. It's like, how can you find that happiness right now in your day to day? And I was like, okay, not have a fucking day job anymore. Go travel, spend more time making music. And then manifested those things. Not in any like the secret thinking about it, it was just like, what are the practical steps to then make that happen? And and listen, I'm so broke as a joke. It's not like I'm I'm killing it with like passive income. I'm out here like going to parties with Drake or anything. I'm still grinding. I'm doing the damn thing. But um, so much happier in my day to day. That's why I feel like the success is inevitable because I'm just enjoying my damn life so much that I can just I can ride this wave for for a long time. And uh, this is another one that I think um, ties into this idea of external validation. I, I wrote a post about this uh, on my social because my mom asked me, we got dinner, it was one of our last dinners, and, and I was telling her, I was like, mom, I was like, I'm trying to headline Madison Square Garden someday. And like, I don't think I'd ever told her that. And I've had, I've had dreams of doing that for years. And I used to write it down every day in my little notebook. I was like, ah, oh, by the, this time I'm trying to headline Madison Square Garden. And then I let go of it for a while because... Um, it, I got discouraged from the music. Shit wasn't working, and uh, I was like, fuck it, man. That's never going to happen, like blah, blah, blah. And you know, the negative kind of self-talk in that cycle, that voice in your head started to kind of pop in, the editor. And then, especially coming out here, I think it's really opened up my mind to, when you're in the States especially, you can see if you're in a music or anything, you're surrounded by a zillion other people trying to do your same thing. You go to... You ride the, any train in, in Brooklyn and there's going to be like 30 guys that are better at whatever it is that you want to do. They're going to be more handsome, first of all, and then they're going to be super successful with like whatever they do. And especially if you're into hip, like for me, I'm like, I'm trying to be a rapper and I'm like, so is he, so is he, so is he, so is he. We're being out here. It's just quiet. Can you hear that? Neither can I. It's just quiet. And so there's nobody out here trying to be a rapper. And so, or really trying to do the music thing like that. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in, just just intentionally ejecting yourself from being surrounded by that, that it really opens up your mind to think about um, the shit that's important to you. So my music has completely changed since I've been out here. And as soon as you are out here and shit is quiet, then your mind kind of starts to just like wander into spaces that it wouldn't normally. This is kind of like the stillness is the key thing. You, it kind of opens up your mind to what's possible. And since you weren't surrounded by it, that ignorance is bliss sort of a thing, you start to then believe that it's possible, right? Because if you aren't discouraged by all the competition, if you can't see the competition, then and you, it feels like there is no competition, and so it's that element of enabling you to believe, which I think being out here is super special. And what you believe directly impacts what you do or don't do. And what you do or don't do is 100% responsible for the outcome of your life, of your actions, and then 
inherently your life. So if you look at this as an equation, which you know how bad I am at math and science shit, but as long as you're, the idea of having that belief is the fucking nugget. Like that's the key because then everything else, if you believe you can do it, then you're going to start doing shit around that and then doing shit around that. And like the key to any of this is just fucking doing it. So to be able to have that belief that it's potentially going to happen, even though the chances are like one in 30 zillion, because everybody wants to be Drake, that that is the unlock. And that's what being out here has enabled me to do um, because it does kind of quiet everything down. And because I'm then able to enjoy the process more, it, it just feels like it's something that is achievable where it didn't, ever really feel that way before, um, which is uh, a pretty unique and special thing. So that to me was was pretty fascinating. Like how, don't wait for it to be some, the day when I headline Madison Square Garden, I'm going to be like, cool. Like what's next? You know, it's like anything else you hear about, you hear this from Moby, from Drake, from all the huge all the artists that I aspire to be, movie, you know, cinematographers, actors, whatever, the interviews are always like, okay, so what happens when you get it, when you get the Grammy? They're like eagerly awaiting them to be like, and then I was enlightened and happy forever. And the people are like, you ever, I'm super into MMA and UFC. And whenever they talk about the fighters, after the day they get the belt, they're like, I'm back to the gym and then started training again. Like happiness is fleeting. It's an emotion. It's like any other emotion. It's not permanent. But that sense of purpose, that sense of having a meaningful life, that's the shit that's going to carry you through the stride. That's where you get your jet fuel from. And I think that's where the whole key of the the having big goals, I think, is important. You want to have that thing you want to reach for, but you don't want your daily sense of self-worth contingent on that shit. Because the, if you if you work... I, I believe you dream big, you work hard, you eat your vegetables, you'll make it happen. And the day, there'll be a day when you get there. But if like, if you haven't fixed your shit before that, that's not going to fix your shit. You know what I mean? It's like, fix your shit now. Like, what can you do today to like, start getting your shit so that you're happy? And then so that you feel like you can wake up every day and be excited about what you're doing. Like, how do you find the purpose now with what you have? And then that other cool goal-setting external validation shit will come. I'm cracking. I'm getting old. Sorry, y'all. So that's my take on that that I think uh, was was really important for me as an unlock was not postponing my happiness for all this other shit that I wanted to do that I that, – that I thought I thought was important for me to be happy, but like, be happy now, dog. Cool. Last one before I run over time. Different is better than better. I've said this before. Love this. This was in the Tim Ferriss show. Uh, how can you really compete? It's a lot. You can't. It's a lot easier to compete if you aren't competing. And the best way to do that, <clears throat> excuse me, is by skill stacking. So that's either skills or interests. So instead of just being, again, Joe Rogan as an example, rather than just being a podcaster, rather than just being a comedian, rather than just being like an MMA guy, he's like all of those things. And because of that, he's in a league of his own. Same way with Tim Ferriss. You know, he's a podcaster, he's a writer, he's in this like self-development stuff, but he's also like 
like a, a tech startup and like mushrooms guy. And so he's kind of like in this unique space, kind of like the four hour work week, like that's a kind of league of his own. And then when you do that, like you still, you, you feel like you might still have competition, but then that I think is still more self-imposed rather than just trying to, you want to be better, but I think then of yourself, your previous versions of yourself, but like you want to upgrade your software 2.0 rather than trying to be like just the ramen shop. I've talked about this before. Be like the spicy ramen shop. You know what I mean? Like you go, you walk down any of these restaurants, there's like a zillion Thai restaurants, but each one's going to have like its own thing. And I think a lot of times, let's say you're into fashion, right? You'd be like, what about you're into sustainability and fashion. And then if you wanted to make an online course or I don't know, whatever it is that you want, you want to do a podcast, whatever you're trying to create around that, you could do like sustainable fashion for blank, whatever your audience is, for college students, for busy moms, for whatever the fuck. And I think that's where the beauty is, is if you kind of like combine things together that you're passionate about, that you are good at, that it allows you to like just play in this like open field. And so for me, that's what I'm trying to work into is like, uh, there's a lot of people in the music, hip hop, production, rap shit, but how many are also like grandpas trying to optimize their sleep and are into like health and podcasting? You know what I mean? So I'm trying to like have this more, it like less of a little pump, like Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, turn up shit. And more of like how like to live this like music dream, but from like a grown ass man angle. So um, uh, that's still something too I'm toying with is like how to pull all these different interests together into one cohesive, tangible thing. But that's the thing. For, that's me working on my own shit. For your takeaway is how, what are you into? What are the skills that you can stack together? The different passions you have to make yourself uh, one of one. Have a league of your own. It's uh, people want the purest product. As soon as you try to do something for the general public, uh, it, it really is it's for nobody. Try to do something for everybody, it's for nobody. So double down on what makes you you, and there will always be an audience for that because you've got a cool, unique perspective. Nobody can offer that but you, which is cool to think about. So that's the takeaway from this week. I hope that that was somewhat helpful. Uh, if so, let me know. If you have questions, please let me know. Uh, you know, drop them either in the comments or reach out to me. I'm at Kia Orion on everywhere online. Email Kia at KiaOrion.com. It's in the show. If you listen to this, I've got such a small audience. You already a homie. You already fuck with me. You already know what it is. So I appreciate you tuning the fuck in. Dream big. Work hard. Eat your motherfucking vegetables. Thank you for being my therapist. Your check is in the mail. I'll be doing another show next week. Check you in a minute. Peace.